Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets speaking life. I'm starting a brand new podcast series entitled Watch Your Mouth. And this podcast series was inspired by a Bible plan I wrote years ago. And I wanted to take this time to explicate this Bible plan to encourage listeners the power of their words and the importance of speaking life on and in your situations. God's word tells us in Proverbs the 18th chapter and the 21st verse that the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. And knowing this truth that God provided us, we should all be mindful of the words we speak on a daily basis. And this can include situation where a crisis could be taking place or if somebody's upset about something or even when we're excited about a particular issue or outcome, no matter the circumstance, we have to speak life or we should aim to speak life as it relates to ourselves, our family, our friends, our health, our current conditions, our future, our present and regarding our loved ones. But speaking life is important because our mouths either produce progression or regression in our lives. So over the next six podcast episodes, I will focus on the importance of watching your mouth and the benefits and consequences associated with watching one's mouth. So I hope you're encouraged and that you share this podcast with someone to encourage them also, okay? As it relates to watching your mouth, growing up, my siblings and I heard this statement from our parents almost every day, which was watch your mouth. And I'm pretty sure some of you listeners can relate to a loved one or somebody who had influence in your life telling you that same statement. Or you telling somebody to watch their mouth. But my siblings and I heard watch your mouth primarily during our developmental years. And when our parents told us to watch our mouth, it was for us to get it together real quick before another form of developmental correction was implemented. Okay, And when we heard that phrase, watch your mouth, It served as a reminder to stay within the communication boundaries of discipline, respect, honesty, and positivity established by our parents according to the way they had things set up for us to follow. And they would tell us to watch our mouth so that we could stay in alignment with God's will, plan, and purpose for our lives. And I can only recall hearing this phrase, watch your mouth. When my siblings and I went contrary to our parents' directives or if our words went against what God said about us or if our words went against what God commanded us to do. And similar to a parent reminding a child to evaluate their words, God informs his children the power of their words and the importance of choosing words wisely with our tongues We either speak life or death. We either speak victory or defeat, insecurity or confidence, weakness or strength, trust or doubt. But whatever we say, we must 
be prepared to eat the fruit of our words. Now, there have probably been times in your life when you said some things that were hurtful towards yourself and other people. And when you look back, you realize, man, what I said came to pass. Even though I didn't really conceptualize what I was saying and I didn't mean it. But then you realize, man, words really do have power. Now, when that happens and you see the power of your words, it serves as a reminder for yourself that you need to watch what you say, watch your mouth, because it is vital to seek and receive God's forgiveness, repent, and thoughtfully give attention to each and every word that comes out of our mouths. See, it all starts with watching our mouth because the words we speak have long-lasting impact directly connected to our present and future circumstances. You'd be surprised how your words are affecting your situation. You have some people who are not even able to move forward in life because of what someone told them. And it could have been somebody was in a toxic relationship with a parent, a child, a spouse, some type of relationship, some type of family dynamic, or even a toxic work environment where co-workers and the boss says some stuff to somebody that was a lie Or somebody could have been in an academic setting where someone spewed these hateful, disrespectful remarks on a person and a person received those things after hearing it and instead of rejecting it, a seed was planted and then that person begins operating from that place of hurt because of what somebody told them. And things like that happen where somebody is not speaking life to someone, they're in fact speaking death. And some of those statements sound like this. You're worthless. You'll never be like your brother. You'll never be as good as your sister. You don't have any sense. Why did I marry you? You're dead weight. You are absolutely worthless. You'll never amount to anything. Your dreams are too big. Who do you think you are? You're not smart. You'll never accomplish anything. Nobody wants you. Seems to me if you had a brain, you would be able to do such and such and so and so. You are so slow. You're dumb. You're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. Ooh. If you had a brain, you'd be dangerous. And the list can go on and on and on. And this was a clean list, okay? Because as you and I know, that some people, they are very crude, raw, and downright disrespectful. And for someone to say that words don't hurt, that is absolutely absurd. Because if we just look at the hurtful statements... I just use as an example and how if a person internalizes those statements and they don't reject them, they will begin believing that and they'll begin walking in those lies as if they're truth and their life will begin to pattern 
the lies stated to them. That's why it's important to read God's word and know who God is and know whose you are. So if somebody tells you some trash, you can reject the trash and not receive it. And you have some individuals who say hurtful things to children. And if someone is not around to reprogram the child to pattern their life and live according to God's truth as it relates to God's promises for their life, even though someone says some hurtful words to them, a child could possibly grow up believing lies if the mindset's not checked and then those words that were stated to them from childhood cross over to adulthood and then that person begins attracting people to them that speak death to them. Then they find themselves in situations and relationships that are not conducive to their overall fruit-filled plan that God has for them. So to say that words don't hurt, that's crazy. Okay, and that's a straight-up lie. Words do hurt, and words have power. Now, it's not an easy process to go through the fact of someone saying something hurtful to you. It's not easy, but it's necessary so that stuff won't stick to you and stay on you, especially if you know it's a lie. Somebody telling you you're worthless, that's a lie. Somebody told you or tells you that you're stupid, that's a lie. Somebody tells you that you'll never amount to something, that's a lie. Okay, and you hear situations where people go through this in a marriage where their spouse tells them something that's hurtful or they're in a toxic relationship. You have situations where people are on the job and their coworkers and their boss berate them. They could be at school and they're talked about. And if it's not checked, some people begin operating in that lie that was projected onto them. So if one is ignorant, they will walk in the lifeless words of someone else thinking that is their reality. When in fact, it was a lie. It was a lie used to debase you and keep you down and knowing the importance of words and the impact of words it's our responsibility to choose a life and speak life into our situations and to those we love and to those we care about and we are called to speak life into those that we impact and influence and this is what we're called to do we are called to speak life also to ourselves even if somebody's saying all these crazy things to you, it's our responsibility to repeat what God's words say about us over and over and over again until it resonates and takes root in our lives and we begin believing it, living it, and walking in it even if we don't realize that a transformation is taking place. And scripture reveals several accounts regarding individuals either watching their mouths or carelessly using their words. And in both cases, we are shown the effect of the tongue's power. Words can teach, encourage, strengthen, comfort, and uplift. 
and words can also discourage, reject, dismiss, and demean people. Words are utilized to express gratitude, love, and joy, and the very words out of our mouths can express selfishness, hate, disrespect, and despondency. Our aim is to speak what God says about our situations and not what our inconsistent emotions want us to declare because we can get caught up if something just happened that we don't like and we can say something to the effect of, man, nothing ever works out for me. Now, I rebuke that because all things are working together for my good because I love the Lord and I've been called according to his purpose. But if one is not careful, they can say statements and then let on down the line They're trying to figure out, hey, why doesn't stuff ever work out for me? It's because of what you said and what came out of your mouth. Just because you didn't get your way or something didn't pan out for you as expected, you shouldn't say things like, man, nothing ever works out for me. That statement alone carries a lot of weight because what Satan aims to do is get in between your situation and your emotions And he wants you to say statements and declare things that go contrary to God's will, word, and way for your life and what God has for you. That is why you have to watch your mouth. And before you say something, even if it's an expression from a temporary feeling, you have to check what comes out of your mouth. And even if you do say something that goes contrary to God's will, word, and way and goes contrary to God's promises for your life, ask God to forgive you and denounce what you said. Oh, Lord, I didn't mean that. That is not true. I said that out of anger. I said that out of just being emotional because I know all things are working together for my good. I have favor on my life. Things are working out for me because God is protecting me. Where I think something is rejection, it is God's protection. That's how you have to talk. And this goes for anything. And I could use the examples that I provided before and show you how you can speak life even when someone declares death on you and if they declare death on your vision, your dreams, your hope, your present, or even your future. So let's say someone tells you, man, nothing ever works out for you. You can say out loud to them or out loud to yourself, what Romans 8th chapter and the 28th verse states. God says all things are working together for my good because I love him and I've been called according to his purpose. So God is working out things for me and he's always working out things for my good. So now you just spoke life. Okay, let's use another example. Let's say someone tells you that you're worthless, you're dead, waiting, you're nothing. You can say out loud or out loud to yourself. Okay, that's a lie. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter in the fourth verse states that others were given in exchange for me. God traded their lives for mine because I am precious to God. I am honored by God and God loves me. So I am not worthless. I am not dead weight and I am chosen and honored and loved by God. See, you just spoke life. Or if someone says, you'll never be as good as so-and-so, you can say out loud or to yourself, lies. 
Genesis, the first chapter, and the 31st verse states, God saw all that he made, and it was very good. So that means when God saw me, he made me, he said I was very good, and in Psalm, the 139th chapter, and the 14th verse, God said, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made, and God's works are wonderful, and I know that full well, and... In Song of Solomon, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse, God said that I'm altogether beautiful in every way, and there's no flaw in me, no blemish on me, and no imperfection in me, no spot in me, and not a stain on me. See, you just spoke life. So no matter what is going on in your life today, it's time to watch your mouth and Don't get distracted by the trials, the challenges, or the mirage that nothing is changing. Begin declaring God's word in your life. And this is a work in progress that requires much discipline, trust, and faith. But once you begin to get in the rhythm of using your words wisely and intentionally speaking life and declaring gratitude, thanksgiving, and most importantly, praise to God. When the wrong words try to come out of your mouth, you will be able to take action, check yourself, and bounce back to speaking life-filled, God-honoring words. Okay, speak life and watch your mouth. And the scripture I would like to leave you with today is Proverbs the 18th chapter in the 21st verse that states the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit and I believe you already know why I selected this scripture as an encouraging reminder to speak life but I want to let you know that every word we speak either provides life and benefit to others and ourselves or ministers destruction So you have some people who truly believe that their words don't have an impact on a person or themselves, but words have power. Not only do we need to watch our mouths and watch the words that come out of our mouth, we have to be mindful of the words that are coming out of other people's mouth and to our ears. So we have to watch what we look at on television, the music we listen to, what we say, what conversations we engage in because it all has something to do with what we are internalizing, whether somebody is speaking life or death over us and to us. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, not only our tongues, but everyone else's as well. So you have to be careful what you listen to. And you have to be careful in these interactions with people where people are just saying things that appear to just be funny and it's not that serious. No, God's word says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So be careful what you say in conversation. For example, if somebody said, man, I look dead at them. Well, I would watch my mouth because first of all, I didn't look dead at nobody because I'm not dead. (laughs) So let me switch it up and say I looked straight at them. Okay, somebody probably saying that you're being kind of nitpicky. Oh, I'm going to be nitpicky because I want to speak life in my situations.
And then you could have somebody say, boy, I could have died laughing. Oh, I want to switch it up because you don't want to die laughing. Let's not say things we don't mean. Let's say something different like, wow, that was really funny. Or that was so funny. Or you have somebody say, girl, I dang near died. Mm, no. Let's say something different. Because I don't think anybody wants to dang near die from getting some information. So let's say, man, I couldn't believe what I heard at that time. It was a real shock, you know. Let's just switch it up. Switch it up. Because when you really realize that your words have power, oh, you'll switch it up real quick. So don't accept these death-filled words. And don't declare death either. Even if someone aims to speak death over you or your family member, you can declare life and declare Isaiah the 54th chapter in the 17th verse that states, No weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. See, God has already set it up for you to win. And I believe if you just take some time, you can think about some situations where somebody spoke death over you, or it was just a casual remark, but you realize, oh, wow, I need to switch it up. I don't like the way that sounds. And I've encountered several situations where people tried to say something to me or about me as if I was supposed to accept it or receive it just because they received it. And those instances are too many to count. But I think I have like two examples. One example was when I was taking a test and at the end of the test, people were conversing with one another in a group and they were all talking about how they failed the test. And this was a major test. This was a test to see if you were going to progress to the next steps to even get your degree or not. So they were all conversing after the test. And it was a stressful test. It was a three or four day test. It was long. But on the last day of that test, it was a group of people. I think it was around eight people. And they were all just in a huddle. And I was walking past them so I could walk outside to get in my car to leave. But when I was passing by and passing through, they were over there talking about how they failed the test. I didn't do good on that test. I failed. I know I failed that test. I failed it, man. I bombed it. Princess. They're talking to me now. Princess. You failed that test too? Oh, I shut that down. I said, no, I passed that test in Jesus' name. Okay? And I walked past him and went to my car. Because I wasn't trying to hear that. All that praying and studying I was doing. Don't be telling me about how you failed something. I'm not trying to hear that. And I'm not about to agree with that trash either. And I never forget their response. All of them. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, you pay. Okay, they did all of that. Now, fast forward. Am I talking about them? Yes. But am I talking about them in a bad way? No, don't misunderstand that. But what happens is we get the results of the test back. I passed. 
remember it was about eight people outside. Only one other person passed within that group. The rest of them had to go take the test again because they failed. They were over there canceling out what they were probably believing for because they kept speaking depth saying that they failed. They failed. They failed. They know they bombed it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I wasn't going for that. Mm-mm. Especially when somebody trying to get out of school. No, ma'am. No. And I have another example where you have to be careful of letting somebody speak death on you. You have to reject that trash quick. Okay? I remember this happened a couple of years ago. So it's kind of recent. I went to an emergency clinic. When I walked in, the people at the front desk asked me what I was coming in for. And I let them know I was coming in because I had some chest pain. And I let them know I feel like I pulled something. But I'm not sure because every time I breathe in deep, it hurts. But any other time, I'm cool. But I just want to check things out just to make sure I'm straight. And they asked me, how long has this been going on? I told them, hey, it's been going on for about a week. And they were like, okay. So I filled out the paperwork. And right after I filled out my paperwork, I didn't even get a chance to go submit my paperwork with my license to these people so they can check what they need to check and do what they need to do. All I did was walk in tell them what I felt over the counter, sign my name in that I came in. And um, I went to the restroom. And as I was in the restroom, they called my name. So I'm in the restroom trying to scramble and I'm fumbling because I'm trying to rush because I hear them keep saying, you know, Kenitra Bryant, Kenitra Bryant. I'm like, man, it's already my time. I didn't get to fill out my paperwork. So I was like thinking to myself, man, this is really fast. So I'll come out the restroom and I said, I didn't get to fill out my paperwork. They said, it's okay. It's okay. You'll have some time to do that in the back. I said, oh, okay. So I walk to the back and I go to the little examination room and they have me sit down and they asked about my pain. So I told them, yeah, I got some pain on this side of my chest. I think I pulled something. But it's just a feeling I've never felt before. And it was a young lady and a young man in the room. And they both were like, oh, chest pain. Oh, wow. That's serious. That's serious. So they started speaking with much haste. And they started talking to each other saying, yeah, chest pain. You know what we have to do, right? You know what we have to do. So I said, hey, what do y'all have to do? What are y'all talking about? What's the deal? And they were like, well, Miss Bryant, we're here. We're here for you. Okay, now what did you say? You, you chest pain? Is that is that right? Chest pain? I said, yeah. I said, my chest is hurting. And they said, where is it again? I said, it hurts here and the pain kind of runs through my back. And they said, oh, man, okay. What side is it? I said, my left side. They said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They start talking to each other again in my face. You know what we have to do, right? You know what that is, right? And I said, hey, what is going on? What do you have to do? What is it? And they said, well, Miss Bryant, we need to go ahead and scan you. I said, scan me? Scan me for what? 
I didn't get to even finish filling out my paperwork. What is going on? I said, y'all moving too quick for me. This kind of quick. You talking about scans? And as I'm saying this, they are putting these little sticky tabs on me with all these wires and stuff. And I guess it was for the little EKG machine. And I'm what is all this you, what are you doing? What you trying to measure? What's going on? And then another young lady comes in saying, you know, yeah, we know you went to the restroom. You shouldn't have gone. And we need these urine samples from you right now. I said, hold up, hold up, hold up. What is going, this is too much. I said, you, you putting these sticky tabs on me. You're not talking to me. You're pressing my shoulders back, trying to prep me for stuff. You're lifting up my sleeves. Man, stop. What are you doing? And first of all, how much does all of this cost? Then the young man tells me, you know, we, we got to do this for you because of your chest. You said your chest hurt. And I said, okay, how much does this cost and what are you doing? Ma'am, don't worry about the cost. It's all about taking care of your life and your health. I said, man, I'm asking you how much this cost because I need to know what you're doing, first of all, because I don't want a bill. Then he was acting like he was reassuring me, and he tells me, hey, don't worry about the cost. That'll be taken care of. I said, okay, are you going to pay for it? No, don't don't worry. We, we got to figure out what's going on with your chest because your life is more important than money. And if you leave right now, all you're going to do is just drop dead in the parking lot. I said, oh, all right. Get out. Now, I'm telling y'all this calm. It wasn't calm the way I said that. So they ran up out that room, all of them. I got all my stuff. I snatched all them little sticky tabs off of me. I walked out of there because you're not going to speak death on me. You're not going to tell me I'm going to die. And I'm going to fall. I'm going to drop dead in the parking lot. And... Y'all rushing, trying to turn the machine on because they was really trying to turn that machine on. I would not let them turn that machine on, and I kept asking questions. But to make a long story short, man, I left. I was You're not going to tell me no trash like that because somebody else could have believed him. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to die in the parking lot. Oh, no, they have to do this now. You don't let people speak death on you. And if you look how the whole situation was going on, they were rushing, just trying to do anything. It was no organization whatsoever. They were getting upset with me because I was speaking to them and asking them questions. And I wasn't going according to their speed, so they started trying to make things happen. Then I went off on them. They were running up out of there. And it was just a big mess. So then I went to the doctor that I normally go to and she told me girl you had a minor tear um when you lifted or picked something up that was a little too heavy and I was like okay thanks she's like girl you fine see had I allowed those people to speak death on me I would have been in a situation that wasn't for me and you can't let people just speak death on you because you can be in a situation or they're put you in a situation where you do not belong Okay, I condemned everything those people told me. And that's a tip within a tip. If things are moving too fast, make sure you slow it down and figure out what's really going on. Because that whole scenario I told you about 
at that emergency clinic that I feel like was a scam, that whole scenario I just expressed to you, all of that happened within two to three minutes. It was that quick. And the doctor never came in there. Now, they were running for the doctor after the situation, but that was trash. So, never forget to speak life and then receive life. And remember that if you let the wrong things take root in your life, then something will spring forth. But you always have to stay in constant communication with God so you can detect what's life and what's death. Because every word that comes out of our mouths is a seed that will either produce a life-filled consequence or a death-filled consequence. Every word we declare is a seed that will begin germinating and producing results. And what do you want the words that you've stated and declared to produce in your life? That is why it's absolutely important to change the direction of your mind and your words to speak life. Speaking life requires one to condemn, reject, and counter every word that is stated about us and to us with the word of God and not believe the lies whatsoever. So be encouraged, be bold, speak life, and watch your mouth. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the Watch Your Mouth devotional on the site You can order inspirational apparel. You have the option to connect with me on Instagram and aim towards the target. I have a few Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app you can check out. But for those who want to use the Bible plans as an individual or group Bible study, you can download those plans from my website. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.